And now for your Connecticut County Sheriff's Report with Brian Smith here on Q Media Group's On Demand. And St. Nicholas himself is here. No, actually, it's... <laughs> I got to get this to stop. Hold on one second. I forgot to fade that out. There we go. We'll get that gone. And then I can talk to Brian Smith, who, of course, is the Kanabic County Sheriff. And we so appreciate Bozeman Newton Insurance and Quality Disposal for sponsoring Brian and my get-together on Thursday mornings right around 830. Brian, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good, thank you. It's nice to ta- chat with you always. How did Thanksgiving go for you? It was uh, it was very nice. Um, it was very unusual and quiet um, due to the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. It was good. It was nice just to get together. I think we just have to, uh, I mean, we've heard it over and over, but we adapt as best we can. We want to protect our loved ones, you know, so we make some tough decisions getting to see people and hang out like we do typically, and and it's yep. it's what we do. Now, the key, though, is did you overeat on turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, et cetera? Absolutely. That's a must. <laughs> so some things didn't change this year. We still probably, for the most part, overate, sat around in sweatpants, you know, most of the day, and probably had a sandwich about, what, 7 o'clock at night? Usually that's when we're hungry again. Yep, that's, that's about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I could see what you were doing, Brian. It's scary, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's talk about what's been going on actually the last couple of weeks, because you and I, of course, didn't chat last week with it being Thanksgiving. Can you share some of the things that have been going on in the county right now, Brian? Well, actually, things have been have been fairly quiet. Um, which is good. You know, a lot of times... Which is good. <laughs> a lot of times, uh, especially around the Thanksgiving holiday, we end up with a lot of DWI arrests, and uh, um, due to the bars not being open, we didn't we didn't have near as much of that. Which is um, great. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is good in that aspect. So, um, kind of tough for but, the bars, though, Brian, and not to go into a whole thing oh, on yeah. that. But let's face it. I know many times over the years the college kids come home, they're of legal drinking age, they come home to see their family and friends, the bars right. are packed, and that's where that issue with right. maybe over over imbibing can come in. So, like I say, pros and cons to that for sure. Oh, yeah, there's there's absolutely cons, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Um, that uh, I, I did happen to drive downtown on uh, Wednesday evening, and usually downtown is packed, mm-hmm. like you said, with college kids coming home, and uh, it was it was empty. Yeah, I don't know that there was one car parked on Main Street. Yeah, just uh, just so, so different from it, other years. It, yeah, it was really really kind of surreal. No doubt. And then, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking, overthinking this a little bit. But I I also think on Thanksgiving morning, let's say, or with the kids home. Not having maybe someone who's had a couple too many cocktails the night before, you know, it kind of makes for a, a downer for mom and dad and grandma and grandpa if the college age child is a little hungover for the holiday. Does that, you know, what I'm saying? I thought of that actually. I, I suppose, I suppose I could. That could right. Be real. I guess I never really experienced that, but uh, I haven't either. Thankfully, could be a real deal. but. Yeah, I think it could be, and it's kind of, you know, a disappointment. You're looking so forward to having the kids home, and then they go and they don't feel good on Thanksgiving. I'm just saying it's something, right. something to think right. about. So, again, yeah. I digress yeah. a little bit. So that's been a yeah. good thing, Brian, but but what else have you seen, I guess? 
Well, you know, I did see I did see a good thing on uh, Friday and Saturday. I was out with the Boy Scouts on Friday and Saturday morning downtown, and it was really busy. Good. There was all there was a lot of cars around. There were there were people going to businesses. Um, so I thought that was really good. That's we need that more than ever right now. So yes, we that's do, we do need that, and I, I I can't recall it being that busy. Although last year we kind of had a snowstorm during mm-hmm. during that time frame, but uh, yeah, I don't think I remember it being that busy uh, in recent years. And I hope that continues for the the businesses all over, not just in Mora certainly, but all of our businesses within our listening area, especially our smaller businesses. They need more than ever us to do as much as we can to shop close to home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say, Brian, talk about your connection with the Boy Scouts quick, if you could, and and give a little plug for what, you know, you've got Reese and different things happening. I'm thinking, share that with us. Well, um, when I was a kid, I was in Boy Scouts. And uh, when when my oldest um, got to be that age, um, he discovered Boy Scouts and wanted to join. So, I became reinvolved, and uh, I've been the scoutmaster here for the last oh, probably eight years, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a troop of well, we were we were up to about twenty five active kids for a while. Um, we've had a bunch age out recently, so we're down to probably sixteen. I think we're at right now. Okay, and and they're they're pretty pretty active bunch. Um, this pandemic stuff has kind of threw a monkey wrench into some of what we do because, you know, a lot of that is uh, on, a, on a patrol concept. So you've got small groups that work together as teams, and, you know, there's a lot of close teamwork there. So we've really had to adjust things mm-hmm. significantly. Um, the, during the fall, we have, like, popcorn sales and resales, which is one of our main fundraisers to operate the troop throughout the year. Um, cause just like anything else, we've got bills, we got to pay too. So, um, those, those were down, um, things, things were a little tougher to get, get those kids out to be able to sell. Um, it was really hard if you wanted to try and do, you know, a lot of times they do door to door and yeah. there weren't a lot of people willing to do door to door. Well, understandable. A lot of people didn't want us doing door to door. Right, right. So... So our our sales were down, um, but we'll we'll adjust and and make uh, we'll make it work and we'll find a we'll find a way through and and be okay just like everybody else's find out a way to yeah. get by. Yeah, just adapting. You know, it's funny as yeah. we, we sit and talk about Boy Scouts. Uh, Kristen here at our office, she was part with her daughter with Girl Scouts for years and years and years, and we were kind of talking about different things that you learn being part of scouts or whatever it is really and mm-hmm, and she right. was talking about things that her daughter Kinsey knew about that other kids and this sounds weird to say but she said do you know how to fold a flag we were talking about folding a flag you know right. for a funeral or right. whatever the case may be and she said Kinsey's mm-hmm. known that since she was you know pretty little because they learned yep. that at girl scouts and that's kind of i mean yep. and some of those fundamentals <laughs> right i mean Brian it's so important right. Well, you know, the scouting is based on a foundation where you, those are the things that you learn. It's about being a, being a good, responsible citizen. So you learn about your rights and your responsibilities as a, a citizen in this country. 
Um, you learn outdoor skills and camping skills and survival skills. You learn first aid. Um, you learn aquatics and, you know, learn to swim and those kinds of things. So, I mean, it really prepares you to be um, a, a better prepared person, mm-hmm. um, not only physically, but also um, ethically and morally. Yeah, it's. It, I really do think that those organizations are so important, so I hope they continue, and I appreciate what you're doing, and I so appreciate what your dad did all those years. Your dad was a scout master, right, for as long as right. anybody he, could remember. Well, he, well and, he, and he did, I guess I kind of mirrored what he did, and, and he he became involved because I was involved. Sure. And I wanted to get into scouts for whatever reason, and... Uh, he was, my mom was involved when I was in Cub Scouts, and my dad was involved when I got to Boy Scouts. And um, kind of the same thing happened with my kids. Mm-hmm. It's just a great legacy. That's, that's I think, yeah. the best way to put it. And I know this isn't necessarily sheriff stuff, but I think it's so important <laughs> to talk about some of these things because you are a product of your upbringing, and you become the man you are today because of that. And I think it's not bad to bring that up. That's one of the foundational things that have helped you kind of get to where you are now, Brian. It, it's everything about how I got to where I yeah, am today. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's so, it's so yeah, important. Yep. See, uh, on just another note here, Brian, too, uh, just to bring this up, um, there's a drop box or, for, for drugs and stuff there at the Kennebec County Jail. Is that still accessible? Yes. I just wanted to ask that as a public yes. service announcement. Yes. We, you know, the, our, our in, the inside stuff that we do is pretty limited. We have kept that open. Um, we found one thing that when we were locked down this spring early on, um, that was one thing that was really missed. And, uh, we opened that up and we have kept it open and people continually bring in, um, un, unwanted and unused medications to dispose of them properly. You know, we just had a drug take back in October Okay. and, uh, we collected, we did a, normally, we go to Colburn's and we're inside and, and people can bring their stuff into Colburn's and drop it off right next to the pharmacy. And we didn't want to do that this year. And I don't think Colburn's wanted us to do it this year that way. So we ended up doing a drive-by and mm. we put we put up a station out in our parking lot at the, between the jail and the courthouse. And you could just drive through and we had, we had a, uh, our DTF agent was was there, and you could drop off, just drive up, drop it all your window into a box, and roll on. That's a great idea. And we ended up collecting uh, four full boxes. Wow! Which is which is, and I mean these are big boxes. So, um, it I think it ended up being, uh, if I remember right, I believe it was like five hundred and sixty pounds that we ended up uh, incinerating. That's incredible. And that's what I was going to ask next. Ultimately, how you do get rid of those. Yes. So being part of the program, which is funded by the DEA, um, so we collect it. uh, We use our staff to do it. And then they basically provide the funding to dispose of it. So then we we get assigned a time, and then we have to drive it to one of the state's um, legal incinerators and um, we drive it over there, and they weigh it, and uh, it gets incinerated. 
Hmm, interesting. I didn't know. That's what I was wondering, you know, because I know they tell us if you do get rid of it yourself, and I don't know why you would when you have such a good system here. Uh, I just don't see why you would do it. But, you know, there's different ways. Put right. coffee grounds in and then there, put there duct are, tape and, you know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it has to do with um, the type of substance it is. So there, there are a lot of things that you can get rid of safely on your own. You mm-hmm. just got to do the research to find out which ones can and can't. Um, but this way, people don't have to do that research, and it just there's probably a lot of stuff we incinerate that wouldn't have to be necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we don't sort through it. We don't look through it. We just collect it. Right, and take care of That's, it. You know, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we're not digging through people's stuff. Um, so they can drop it off with no worries that it's going to be confidential and it's going to be disposed of properly. So they can still, just to reiterate, uh, you do have the, I know there's a a system, you go into the jail lobby there and then they will buzz you in so that you can take them into the, is that still the the system, Brian? Yes, yes. Okay. Yep, so you you go in the main door into the entry area and we're dispatched, the dispatch window is there, and basically you can just hold up the bag, and they, they know what you got. Sure, sure. And, uh, and they'll, they'll buzz the door to the main lobby, and, and it's right on the right-hand side. Um, it's just like a big white mailbox. Mm-hmm. And you can just drop it right there, yeah. Yep, you drop it right in the box, and, and we collect it on a, on a regular basis. One of the investigators goes in and collects it, and then they put that in a box, in uh, in the property room, and then we dispose of that in the same manner as take back. Yeah, it's just such a good idea. You know, it really is to get get that stuff out, and stuff gets outdated, and it's you know there's a whole uh, raft of reasons why you should clear stuff up. And I know I hate to say it, but when somebody passes away, if they had a lot of drugs, that's a good way to get rid of it too. You know what I mean? You're not stuck with right. all this stuff. You know, you know when we when we first did this. You know, it was a it was a product of uh, the Substance Abuse Coalition of Canadian County, and and somebody found a grant. I think uh, actually Brent Thompson from uh, Well, yeah, found a grant, and we applied for it, and, and basically got the the mailbox. We just had to install it, and um, we were kind of unsure of you know where that was going to go. You know, is it going to is that just going to fizzle out and you know be a uh, dust collector <laughs> and it and it has never done that if anything it's gotten more used the more the longer it's been there the more we we tend to intake yeah i think it's well it, it's just like anything time has people have become more and more aware and i'm hoping you and i chatting about this today too will make them aware of this possibility and you can just take care of it get it done oh yeah we uh, every you know it isn't every day it isn't every week it isn't every month but it it is not uncommon for somebody to come up and ask or call and ask, mm-hmm. "Hey, do you have a drug take back box?" And uh, absolutely, here it is, and here's one. It's and it's open twenty four seven because dispatch is there twenty four seven. That's a good point too. Yeah, there's not a time limit. Yeah. Just bring her in. No. Absolutely. Nope. Well, Brian, because I, I want to make sure we cover everything, is there anything else you wanted to share with us that's been going on or any other concerns you have right now? No, just, uh, you know, it's the holiday season. Uh, there's a lot of Internet scams going on right now. Um, be very cautious on your with your online activity. 
Um, make sure your passwords are, are safe and secure. If you have an easy to guess password, I recommend changing it. There has, during this pandemic, there has been a huge surge of uh, internet crime. So people hacking into people's email accounts, um, getting their passwords, um, getting them to click links, um, and, and they can take over somebody's computer. They can take over their email account. Um, if you get uh, emails from somebody that seem kind of weird, call them because it is it very well could be somebody got a hold of somebody's email account and they're emailing you asking you to send them money in the form of gift cards and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's one of the common things going on right now. It's just terrible that we've talked about it so many times that if they just use their skills for good and not bad, think how much right. we could get done, right? I mean, oh, yeah, right. It I just, it I just crazy. So yes. And the, the other thing out there right now is, you know, a lot of people are, are getting packages. Um, you know, it's the, the Christmas holiday season coming and people are doing some shopping online, um, more so than normal. And packages are coming to their residences or their mailboxes. Um, so you want to be careful with that, too, because there are those that uh, drive around looking for the opportunity to swipe something off somebody's porch. It's no doubt. I know quite a few things that, like, Todd will order something here, and he just has it sent to the office now because then he doesn't have to worry about it, you know, somebody being right. home to make sure they pick it up. Not saying everybody yes. can do that, but that's kind of a nice alternative. No. No, but if you do have the opportunity to do that, um, and some, you know, to ship it to somewhere where somebody is home, uh, I highly recommend doing that. Yeah, could save you some heartache if you don't get that that package you've been waiting for, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Brian, my dear, as always, it's such a pleasure talking to you, and you and I will have a date a week from now, right around eight thirty. How's that sound? All right, sounds good. All right, man, take care. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production. 